welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we are busy adults, but we still find time to game. My name is Shelby Stokes, on the cast with me tonight, Philip Karen. Hello. And Eric Scott is also here. What's up? Good evening. And status update for Casey, who is normally here. Uh, he was not able to make it, but he did buy Fire Emblem Engage. So let's just say the priorities are in the right spot for a gamer, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's taking a sick day. <laughs> sick day. It's That's a right. Sick day, quote well, we'll unquote. That, we'll see that status online. You know that all night. <laughs> oh, Too funny. No, I mean all joking aside. Casey has been busy, busy. We did a D and D cast on Saturday night. Um, Eric was a part of that. We'll probably wrap back around and talk about that a little bit later in this cast. And then he also, Casey also had an interview last night with a interview, which was pretty darn great. So um, wow. if you want to go watch that stuff, do so. So he needed a night off. But seriously, we know he's playing Engage, right? He's playing the new Fire Emblem game. I guarantee you that's what he's doing. I don't think that anyone even questions that that's what he's doing at this point. <laughs> you know what's funny is like in the chat he's kind of been like eh, or in the discord he's like am i gonna do it am i gonna buy it no i shouldn't buy it no i am gonna buy it should i do it yeah and then boom he's like no i'm getting it i'm getting it it took him four days it took him four days <laughs> is, this a, is it a full price game i assume <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, yeah. Like i mean it's a game. yeah i would imagine i would imagine when did uh, it Linda come out? Chat. Table talk, top table talk was great. I I agree, Linda. I still have to go back and watch a little bit of it. I didn't get the whole episode, but uh, yeah, it it seemed like a good a good uh, interview all around. Yeah, it really was, and I I, I got to say, uh, Dan, he was he was a fantastic guest. Made Casey's job really easy. I I, I got to say, uh, <laughs> great interview. Um, yeah, I, I as a, as a newer D and D player, I I learned a lot just just listening. It was, it was really good. It was it was a great show. Yeah, D and D has always scared me. Like obviously, we we tried to do it on the cast, and I got scared. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know, Phil. How, how do you feel about D and feel like I'm slowly being inundated with the D and I'm learning it by osmosis. It feels like all good things. I think that there's a certain threshold, right, for certain games that have such a window. Uh, you know, I feel the same way about D&D as I felt like about World of Warcraft all those years ago. I feel like oh. there was a time to be into it. And then that window came and everybody was there and they were all there. And I was living under a rock and I knew nothing about it. And oh. then I looked back after 15 years and I was like, that window has closed. And like, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm not. I'll do a new adventure, right? Excited for some games coming up this year. But, like, I'm not going to go back after 20 years and try World of Warcraft for the first time. Like, oh, man. There's just, Maybe there's that's just what no we way. Need to do. This, this seems like a segment. <laughs> Linda, what do you think? We just go back and play WoW from the beginning. We're going to grind it all on stream, oh. beginning to end. Shelby, <laughs> were you in WoW when, when WoW was the thing? <laughs> Were you doing well? I went to like a level 40-something druid. Um, Look, I, I used a name from a friend that oh, I had man. and just put it on the internet. It was highly fun, yes. We are we are we are we are in dangerous dangerous territory for an Eric Wow rant. I'm I'm gonna say the name Enrique came from WoW. My very first character was a resto druid. I was deep into WoW. I loved WoW. I did arenas. I rated and I was there for I was there for vanilla like when vanilla was good I, I you just Phil if you weren't you genuinely cannot recreate the experience of wow when it was new and it was amazing to this day 
it's still the best game I have ever played as far as just being immersed in WoW and just in, in this in this amazing world, like like go, you know, your first character seeing this world for the first it was just unbelievable. And you can't do it again. You can't do it again. I've got the temptation over. to play it. I just, I, you, I will never. It's, it's like that episode of South Park with the, uh, where you're trying to chase the dragon in the video game and you can't catch it. You, you're, you're never going to catch that. Well, and I think that <clears throat> if you look just from an analytical standpoint at what that game did right during its heyday, I think it's what a lot of games are not doing as well nowadays, especially multiplayer, that they're trying to replicate that success. And what they, I think they did, at least from doing a ton of reading over the years, is they were, they found a way to balance the individual playthrough with a sense of community. And they had such a deep end game where you had to do certain uh, quests with people. And, but there were also these other things that you could do by yourself. I, we were, I was talking with Dr. Z the other day and we were talking about um, Destiny, right? And how Destiny wanted to do some similar sort of, community building um, activity via the raids, right? But a raid takes like six hours to do. Um, so, you know, I can't, and also who's going to get together anymore for friends, like as old, older gamers, like I don't have four friends that are aligned at the same <laughs> time to play games. You know what I mean? So I definitely can't get them lined up for a six hour raid on destiny. So I think that no one has really been able to replicate what wow was able to do during their heyday. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was definitely a moment in time, and I think you're right. Like you can't go back and capture it, um, and and it's really just kind of cool because it was like a something that happened, and like you can't go back and do it. Which is why sometimes I'm like, I need to just buy a game to play it because if I don't buy it and play it now, like I'm gonna miss the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I'm, I think we're all waiting. Like we're all waiting, right, for the next. Like I think. Diablo four this year, right? Oh, this will be on my that's, that's a big one. That's a I think that one. I think that you know, I know Shelby, I've talked with you about it. I've talked with people in the Discord about it. That is a game that I have playing D3. I have nostalgic memories of just even though it was broken and they had the free money market that people were just scamming items off of <laughs> hundreds of dollars. Um, I still have nostalgic experiences of just like doing some dungeon runs with my friends and then having a session and being like, you want to just tackle this dungeon run and then we're done, you know? And then by the time after a year or so of playing it, by the time they had patched in all the end game content, it was actually pretty fun, right? To go to these higher tiered, more difficulty, like, but it just took them a little while to get there. So yeah. I think that I'm waiting for my next experience to where, like, I don't want to go through a 2D side scroller with somebody. Like, I want an immersive experience where I can level up a character, but I want to be there from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's Diablo 4. You know, I'm starting to, like, map out my year, and one of my goals for this year is to play newer games. So I think I'm trying to, like, slot a new game into each month. So Diablo 4 has got to be in that calendar somewhere. Like, that's, I, I think it's June, because I just looked it up. It's the only reason I know that. Um, so that's going to be the June game that we're going to get in there. We're going to play, we're going to make things happen. Hopefully the servers are on fire in the beginning and we can endure it together. They won't be. 
Oh god, I just like I, I just think about so many games these days that release and how complex they are and how I am so tempted to be there on June 6th that night, ready to log in at 9 p.m. Western Pacific time and knowing full well that the game's gonna go live, knowing full well that my heart's gonna be broken because I'm gonna try to log in for three hours only to say that the servers are down Dude, for me. Okay, That's, let's do yeah. it. Live stream at midnight on this channel, Diablo. Here we come. We're doing it. We're going big. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys because I did the. I set my switch. I set. I set my switch to East Coast time so that I could play. I could play Pokemon Scarlet as early as possible. And I was well. I've already. I've already had that rent. I get. <laughs> I get. Been there. I've already been. My, my heart's been broken already. You weren't super excited, is what you're saying. It wasn't like <laughs> the bell ringer that we hoped it would be. I've played so much Pokemon Scarlet. It's ridiculous. That's good. We don't That's need good. to talk about that though. And, and eventually, regarding that. like games, <laughs> you have to move on to the next game, right? And yeah. um, that is exactly what I have done in my world. I have moved on to my next game, which is a game called Norco, and it's a game that everyone was super hot on when it came to Goaty last year. Like it was at the top of a lot of lists. This is a point-and-click adventure. I could almost guarantee you I wasn't going to like this game. And guess what? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Ah, oh, Shelby. Man. I mean, listen. I know. Here's the thing. It's You always have the initial. You have the initial. like Because it's probably just the old, old guys <laughs> in us of just being like, I don't want to do this new thing. And then you get into it, and you're like, actually. Actually, it's really not that bad. Dude, it's actually, I can it's, deal with this. Okay. Yeah, and for me, it's point-click adventures. It's like they don't intrigue me. I don't think they're that interesting. And then I start looking at this art style for Norco, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Like, it's a dilapidated, dilapidated city. You're going back. You're uncovering the mystery of who your character is and their family ties. And it's it's pretty intriguing. It's pretty intriguing. So um, I'm going to see how it continues to evolve. I think the thing that really hooked me is something I kind of alluded to earlier, but you kind of get dropped into this town. And then there's a little character. Um, if, if you're watching the video version, you can see it in the top left corner on the game screen. It's like it shows your picture of your face. And when you click in there, it webs out into all the people you know are related to in that town. So as you find items, you unveil like different characteristics or different relationships within like your social circle. And keep in mind, you're going back to your hometown. So you've been gone for a moment. So you're trying to like unearth this family history and this mystery of where your mother disappeared to. So it's really good good um i've played it on my pc as well as my xbox if you're gonna dive into this i highly 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 recommend playing on a pc over an xbox because you're seriously just moving a cursor around with a with a um joystick and it doesn't feel all that natural so um i'm gonna keep playing it i went in thinking i was gonna hate it and it's not that bad we'll we'll, we'll the jury's still out though how many hours how many hours you put into it I'm probably about 90 minutes on 90 minutes to two hours. I would say um, I've been trying to break off and at least do like 30 minutes a night. And um, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. It's a six hour game on how to, how long to beat. So it's like a perfect length for me, especially coming off fire emblem um, three houses, 55 hour game was a lot for me. So jumping into a six hour game, I'm like, thank you. So uh, I'm enjoying <laughs> it. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, I mean, what have I been playing? I uh, I 
have been playing well you know what i've been playing Ooh, i've been me. playing god of war i have been begrudgingly playing breath of the wild um and um i think that that's it i think those are the two games that i've been playing uh, yes god of war is great it's fantastic uh, i i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not that compelled to keep playing it really? um yeah i it's just i don't know maybe i'm starting to feel like you shelby i just uh Come on, man! I don't want to do fifty hours. I don't want to do like the, the game is action game, Phil. The, the game is insane. I, I haven't been like, oh yeah, I got to jump on this every single night. I it's it's amazing that developers did a great job, but I'm not sitting around excited. I just need some new. I need some, some a new franchise, man. I need a completely new, not. A different story. The game is beautiful. It looks like a next-gen game. You know, uh, when I bought my PS... Oh, what was it? What was the most nostalgic? Probably the PS3, right? I went to the, to the store and I bought the PS3. I bought Oblivion. Um, I bought Resistance. And I bought MLB The Show. And so when it came to the PS5, I... Um, I didn't really have a bunch of titles that I really wanted, which, and for two years, right? Cause the PS5 mm -hmm. has been out for two years. I didn't really have anything that was like, you go and you get a system and you get a game. Right. Mm -hmm. And that right. was really for me, why I was holding off. And for me, Kalista protocol, which I finished and God of war were those next gen titles where they graphically looked um like next gen titles and i'm like okay this is a system buying um experience game. Yeah. experience yes which reminds me that speaking of new games there are two games coming out next month in the month of february and the debate for me is buying one of them so i'll give you the two games and you can give me your vote and i then i will not listen to you um so my <laughs> <What a jerk. laughs> He's like, here, you can like voice your opinion, but I'm not going to listen to any of it. Have well, I haven't, I actually will listen to it. Phil, just wondering. <laughs> I I will listen to you because I actually haven't decided. So the two games, the big title releases that are coming out, um, Atomic Heart, uh, which is that game that you and I looked at on the podcast uh, last year, uh, which is that real, that really with the metal the two ladies that were all in metal and they have all of these it's kind of got like a bioshocky vibe um and so that looks amazing or the new harry potter game which i'm not that into i'm so not that it. into so atomic so, I, I gotta remember what atomic heart is it's on it's currently on the screen uh if you're listening if you're watching the video version it does look action-based it definitely has bioshock vibes as you mentioned this game looks cool i can tell you right now i am buying hogwarts legacy for my new game in in february it's happening i'm buying a new tv i'm gonna have like all the bells and whistles of my xbox x series and i can't wait to see h pots on that television like that is what i'm going for well then i, I might buy atomic heart is that you, right? Harry Potter? Is that what you said, oh, Eric? Yeah. Was... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Look at this, though. Look at this game. Dude, you completely really different style. I can already tell by the way you're talking. I mean, your oh, Patronus yeah. Your Patronus is probably something lame. Like, your Patronus is a slug, I bet. You're, you're a little... I, didn't even, here, I never yeah. even finished reading the book series, to be honest. Like, I got through the fourth book when I was, like, 15 years old. 
But you didn't finish it was like Harry a thousand Potter? pages. That's no, and I've, never, I've only seen, and I've only seen one of the films. To be honest with you, I've wow. only seen one of the seven films, um, if you can believe that. And it's not because of any sort of hate or anything like that. It's just because. I just have, it's just a series that I just never finished. I never went and did it. So I've only read four of the books and I've only watched one of the movies, which is the first movie. And I haven't seen anything else other than that. So I, I think that the the game that's going to have more uh, depth is going to be is going to be Harry Potter. But I just don't know enough about, I'm not as bought into the lore, right? Like I'm not as, and I haven't seen any of the spinoff movies. I haven't seen nothing. So that's why I'm. Uh, it's still up for debate. Linda, the I, gamer girl in that chat says you must read the books, and I'm with her. Yeah, what do you think, Eric? Yeah. I, I I agree. Now let me ask you this, Phil: Which one looks more fun to you to stream? Well, that's a, that <laughs> is actually a great question because it may be like the problem with playing a game like an Atomic Heart. Which, first on a side note, uh, I know that Linda, the gamer girl, uh, is watching on YouTube. Uh, shout out to you! Uh, you've been really yeah. great, like watching our content and listening and engaging, and it's like what we had hoped for. So, like a personal thank you to you because I know that you've been actually watching the content and giving great insight. Uh, so, shout out to you personally, and yeah, go um, like and follow Linda, the gamer girl, because she's awesome. Yes, yep. and I will say. <laughs> yeah, I will say that when I play a game like Atomic Heart, it, mm -hmm. you're so focused on the combat that having interactions with chat, um, having interactions with chat is really difficult, right? Because you're so into like, I got to do this. And like, I, I kind of sometimes feel that way, like why I don't stream God of War that much, um, which I've undersold it. It's an amazing game. Right. It really is an amazing game and they have thought of everything. And there's just so many boss battles in that game. Everywhere you go is a boss battle. So um, I have undersold it. I just I personally am not emotionally compelled. So playing an action game like Atomic Heart on stream may not be the best choice because it's going to you're I'm just going to be half there like with the Michael Jordan with my tongue hanging out, <laughs> like biting my tongue, focusing on the combat. Um and Harry Potter may be better as far as a slower paced, more like exploratory. I don't know, man. I'm I so excited. I'm really hoping Harry Potter is like action based. You know, like all the stuff that they're showing where you like run out of the castle and then call your mount and then hop on a flying hippogriff or whatever you call it and like sail off into the forest. Like it's just, it looks very, very interesting. And I'm very jacked to play it. So, um, you should come down this road with me. You're probably going to be a Slytherin, though, based on your whole opinion of Harry Potter. Oh, I'm a Slytherin I for just like, sure. <clears throat> oh, God. Just even just you saying that, I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't know. I, here's what it is. You know what it probably is? Is that I'm probably so cooked from playing Breath of the Wild because my son loves that. And anybody that's a parent realizes that you just do things for your kids. I beat, uh, even though I called him by the wrong name in my coffee break today, I beat Thunderblight Ganon over the weekend. And my son was so excited, which shout out Dr. Z. Uh, you haven't finished it, and we have uh, Nanana Boo Boo. I'm better than you. Um, and my son was so excited, and he he like pretty much choked me out. 
and I'm just burnt out from freaking exploring. They have so, so many fetch quests in that game. So tell me where you land on Breath of the Wild, because I am admittedly, people know this, I'm not a huge fan of Breath of the Wild. I think it's one, uh, it doesn't feel like a Zelda game to me, totally my opinion. I think it has the name of Zelda, but it didn't grab me like it grabbed a lot of people. Ooh. Has your opinion <laughs> changed, Phil? Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to make a, a, well, a controversial opinion in perspective to the fact that we're talking about video games. Um, one of the most overrated games of all time. <clears throat> one of the most overrated of all time. Here's the thing, right? This, why do the Zelda, does the Zelda franchise obsessively worry about the, why do they screw with the inventory system? Like in Majora's Mask, right? That one had such a cult following was Majora's Mask because everybody mm-hmm. liked the masks. Every time you left a cave, you lost all your inventory. And every time you left a dungeon in Majora's Mask, all your bombs, all your arrows. I spend more time worrying during combat about whether my sword's going to break and like pausing, going in, switching to a new weapon, going in, pausing, switching to like every time I pause, it takes me out of the combat. Right. And also, I think that it's sort of Zelda has always been a notorious series for like not giving you any direction at all as to what you're supposed to do. And I just like something that's more on rails. I I prefer to be like, go here. It's somewhere in this area. Right. Like if you select a quest, like there's a ton of fetch quests, like I have to gather 10 wild berries and I have to have, gather 10 flint and I got to gather 10 crickets and I got to do right. And I'm like, dude, I got to go out in the middle of the woods and like look for this stuff. I have no idea where to look for it. There's no direction whatsoever where to even find it. Do you seriously think that at 35 years old, I'm going to spend 13 hours looking for wild berries I'm going to probably do it tonight because my son asked me to, but I'm not going to spend 13 hours like looking through. I just need a little more direction. That's Dad, it. if you love me, you'll find the wild berries in the forest. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Eric, you, did you, you play think, this game? I did. I beat this game uh, and I am not a Zelda fan. Uh, hmm. it, it's, I have tried multiple Zelda games. I can't get behind them. This one, I enjoyed, I agree with Phil, I think it's highly overrated. I think, A, it gets a lot of, I think it gets a lot of leeway because it is a Zelda franchise game. If this was not a Zelda game, I I think this is a great game, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it is a Zelda game. Uh, What makes it a great game to me is, I I feel like it did the open world for, well, I'm a big Skyrim fan and I forget, I can forgive a lot of flaws, a lot of, a lot of, you know, big issues with Sky, you know, graphical bugs, you know, you know, go flying off the map and get hit by a giant, you know, with crazy stuff in Sky. I can deal with that because they do the open world adventures so well. And this game does that well. I, as, like I said, I, I don't, I, it, it doesn't make me nostalgic. I'm not, I didn't play it because, oh my God, it's the next Zelda game that I've, I've got to play. It was a good game. I, I played through it once. I, as somebody who likes to replay games, I'm not going to play it again. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I was just talking to somebody in my, at my workplace today and they were basically saying that they think that there's a new Zelda coming like very, very soon. And I don't know how much truth is in that. I don't know if there's any truth to that. If that happens, cool. Um, but they're basically saying a new Switch is coming and so is the new Breath of the Wild and they're going to come hand in hand. And I'm like, that's a big bet. But I mean, there are people that absolutely love this game. I'm not one of them. Um, an open world crafting game is difficult for me to get into i'm holding out hope that there's going to be one that like pushes me over the edge like i really want to get invested in a crafting system but i run into the same issues you do with that you just mentioned phil where it's like go find wild berries and i'm like where are wild berries or go find this mineral to make this next item and i'm like i don't know what that mineral is and then i just kind of like stop right and i admit that in um no man's sky and there's a couple of other titles where uh that that plays out too yeah, I mean, they've already, so they did, to what Linda's saying in the chat, they did drop the trailer already, the teaser trailer for the next Zelda game, which is Tears of the Kingdom. And the question that everyone's asking is, is this just going to kind of be like an expansion to Breath of the Wild, or is this actually going to be a full other game? And, you know, there's so many little things, like when we talk about what God of the War, God of War did well, that Zelda could have done to respect players' time. Even if you drop like a big circle on the map that says it's in this region is the thing that you're looking for, um, to kind of give people a guideline to where they should even begin looking. Like that type of stuff gives you like, okay, I know that um i'm going in the right direction and on some of these divine beasts mm -hmm. i had no idea what i was doing you know what i mean i i was like i got lucky and was happened to be floating and i was like oh i never would have figured this out by myself it just happened by accident you know and there were some that i had to look up so just with a little tiny bit more direction and yeah. stop making all the weapons break every five seconds um it could yeah. have been a better game uh yeah, and, and I, I think Tears of the Kingdom is a sequel. Like, it's got to be a full-on sequel. Even if it's like, okay, there's some structures that go, like, vertically in that space, they're going to have to completely rework the the map as we know it. This can't just be a DLC, especially after six years. You know, Breath of the Wild came out in 2017. You're six years later, and they're supposed to release it in May. And... Um, I'm excited to see what it is. I hope there's more direction. I'm hoping that Breath of the Wild was like their first pass and the second pass. Maybe my ex expectations will be um, a little bit more realistic with this title. So I I'm excited, but there's no way it can be a DLC. It has to be like a full on new experience. Which I won't be showing to my son. So Dude, <laughs> will. That, that's your May game. See, we're that. filling out no, the calendar. No. That's your no, May no. game, Phil. Oh, I love it. I love it. So I know we've kind of jumped around on games. Um, Eric, what, what have you been playing? Anything you want to talk about? Um, what I've been playing or, well, I, I kind of want to jump back to, to something that, you know, Phil mentioned is, is a system buying game, you know, a game that's that you would come out and, and actually buy. Cause I haven't bought a console yet. Mm -hmm. um, have you guys looked into Starfield? Yeah, not as much as I should. I mean, I think that I saw something that was at either like the E3 presentation for Xbox, I think was probably the last thing I saw. Is there anything? It's, tell me what, what's on your mind. Well, it, it's it's been pushed back again. It, it, it was, well, I mean, no. I, I haven't looked up anything recently as of a few, you know, a few days ago. So if, if any big news came out in you know, the last couple of days, I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but it's supposed to be the first half of this year, and it's 
it was already pushed back. It was supposed to be at the end of last year and they've been very vague with it, but it's, it's a Bethesda open world adventure game in space. And that just hits me on so many levels. And it's, it's the game that I'm looking forward to the most this year. It's the, I'm looking forward to Diablo four. Like, like, absolutely. I played, I've played all three games. It's, it's going to be great, but this is the one that this is, this is what they are holding off of the elder Scrolls six for. This is what they've been working on. This is what they've been making you wait for elder Scrolls six. This is, this has been their baby. And you know, if they're going to push it out outside of holiday season, because they want to polish it up a little bit, I'm expecting really big things. And I just kind of want your guys' take on this game. It, I, I this is this, this is, is a this game. For, is this for Xbox only? Yeah, Bethesda. They, oh, I think really? the Xbox Xbox got the rights. Whoa, this game is Xbox not going to be available on PlayStation. Is that right? No, it's not. And that's why I haven't bought a PlayStation. That's why I haven't bought a PlayStation yet. I, I just haven't. Give me a seen break, dude. Like, Give me a freaking break. Like, dude, I just want to play. Oh, it looks amazing. And I mean, just <laughs> it so, feels it's not, so feels salty now. <laughs> so annoying. So, so annoying. Dr. Z, where are you at in the chat, man? Dr. Z, where was this information when you, when oh, you made Phil buy this? BS. It's oh, complete no. BS. I've been a PlayStation guy my entire life. I got an Xbox One because I got, I got hyped on Titanfall. And... Yeah, I, I think I just got hyped on Titanfall and 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 there were there were a couple other games and I think it was a piece of junk, man. Um it just controller broke after about six months. It, it just I was I was so let down. I was like, oh, I gotta get my PlayStation back. I literally I, I lost a lot of money on the deal. Like obviously if I sold it. I I, st- I st- took that thing back to GameStop, was like, turn this thing in, give me a PS4, been been happy with it ever since. And this game looks cool. I mean, the Starfield looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, if, if you remember back to like when I was talking about the Avengers coming out, whenever that came out, Casey and I sat on the podcast and I was like, exclusives are stupid because I was frustrated that Spider-Man wasn't coming to the Xbox because it's a Sony exclusive, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, I feel like we're past the point of exclusives and the game is still going to be played, right? I mean, at the end of the day, Microsoft can do what they want. Um, it's frustrating that like, you almost feel like you have to have both consoles to play all the experiences. Like I still really want to play, um, what's the game with Aloy, the robot dinosaurs. Oh, uh, horizon horizon. Horizon. Yeah. Like I want to play horizon. I bought a PlayStation four mainly to play horizon and it's like, okay, I bought a whole console to play a two or three games. Right. And I'm probably have to do the same thing with a PlayStation five. Um, but yeah, I mean, Starfield very high up there on my list. Can't wait to play it. I was just thinking the other day, like I could really go for a new fallout game. Like that's, you know, it's, it's funny that you brought, it's funny that you brought that up because when I was watching the trailer, that's what I thought of in my head was when, when you played the original fallout and you, Oh, the vault opened and then you were just in this space and you had no idea what was coming. And these are the types of experiences that I'm looking for. And it feels like, 
it feels like this year is going to be a good year for that. It's going to be a good year for games, a lot of projects. Sometimes you just have those freak years, you know, where you have like 15 games that are just like, you wonder why a game didn't get game of the year. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, well look at the roster of games right. that came out that year. Like so many yeah. amazing games. So I think this fingers crossed that nothing gets delayed, but this might be the year for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I know we're kind of chatting games. I'd like to uh, transition over to the news, if you guys are okay with that. Certainly. Um, I grabbed a few stories. Uh, Casey, thanks for help sourcing these stories. Um, I'm not going to use all of them, but I am going to use some of them. Essentially, like the stories that I kind of wanted to pick out, first one being one that we kind of already alluded to, and that is the fact that the Avengers game is being sunsetted. I think that this is something worth talking about just because to for Disney to pour so much money into Avengers and have this game be sunsetted after only a couple years is like absolutely buku bonkers. So because this game is being sunsetted, all of their DLC is being released and something that those people that are not on PlayStation are not going to get are any of the Spider-Man contents or skins. So, I mean, I, th- I think that the reason that I kind of wanted to bring this up and talk about it is, yes, it's too bad that this game is going to be kind of going by the wayside. They're not going to put any more time or energy into it. But I think that retrospectively looking at like what Disney has done and where they've come from, right? I think about Battlefront 2 and how they had that whole skin debacle. What was it? Five years ago. Then Avengers comes out, kind of seems the same hard times. And now you're seeing like some of those Marvel franchises do well and Disney do Dreamlight Valley. And I know it's a huge corporation, so it's hard to make generalizations, but it feels to me like Disney's trying to correct themselves on their video game experiences. Um, what do you guys think about that? Any insights in terms of like Star Wars content or Marvel content and how it's changing on these platforms? Well, look, so here's the thing. I'm going to be the resident hater of the group. Um, I, I just will take that role today because I'm sort of okay. feeling that way. And I will say, even though I don't know anything about this story. That's fine. Freaking thank goodness. Uh that this game is going away yes because i am so tired of marvel content in general uh anyone knows that i i am a marvel hater we have had the uh, we have had like 30 avengers like 30 marvel movies in like 20 years what it is is people are cooked they farmed these franchises for everything that the people know that are in their 30s we've expanded beyond to characters and superheroes that people don't know who they are anymore and and people are not as into them and you've used it up you've used it up you've released all the games and all the dlcs and all of the different you that they're done they're cooked it's time to put it in the oven put it in the garbage we are finished with marvel for a while no no we're wait not. until marvel's wait. here to stay Wait until we bring Wolverine back for his 15th incarnation. Oh, God. Because I I already said, right, the worst thing that Marvel did as a franchise prior to Disney was introducing the multiverse to where everything that pretty much happens can just be reversed by going back in time. It made everything irrelevant because you can always just go back in time five years and just reverse everything, making everything that you're reading irrelevant. Um, so thank goodness, like Star Wars is going to be close behind on, on the front of just absolutely burning it out and making show, show after show 
and then nobody's gonna care. You Dude, just you you really hate Marvel. I just I, I as a whole. I know I don't hate it. I just like thirty movies, man. I've seen thirty movies. We're gonna we're gonna lock you into a room. It was already threatened in a chat somewhere. We're gonna lock you in a room with Nathaniel, and we're gonna make you watch them all, beginning to end. I, I I'm I'm with Phil. I'm with Phil. Uh, once Endgame, Endgame was like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Let's go home. The party is over. It's been yeah. fun. It's yeah. time for everybody to go. And you know, I I tried a couple of the shows. It just didn't hit the same way. I tried a couple of the movies. I, I was at Eternals. It was terrible. It was awful. Dude, Disney was at that same back. party, and they're like. Oh man, this party smells like two billion dollars. We should throw this party again. Y'all want to do this again? Okay, let's do this again. Oh man, you can't like look. You get it's Police Academy twelve, and it's just time to go. <laughs> listen, just... I'm I'm here for it, Marvel. Don't listen to them. B bring me all the Marvel. Give me give me more. I need more. I need more. I'm going through withdrawals. But, I'm going but through. No, I mean, Phil Phil's absolutely right though. They they gave us they gave us the best of the characters. They front loaded us with the best of the characters and who's, who's left. Well, and here's, and, that's left. And here's um, the thing. It's not even like they front loaded it, right? You, they put out 30 movies or something like that until we got to the end. You know what you I mean? Wanna, like, you want to well, know what they, what, what the best part is, is that somebody just got nominated for an Oscar for being in a Marvel movie. And now you're excited. And now we're coming full circle. Thing, yeah. Good thing that young people watch the Oscars. Wakanda forever. Let's get it. No, just bury it, dude. Star Wars is going to be close behind you just have sapped every single story out of that that you can and now it's time to put it to bed so angela bassett receives first oscar nomination for as an actor in the marvel cinematic universe for her portrayal in the black panther series um it's coming to disney plus on february 1st and i will be sending phil the acceptance speech via discord so if you want to see that go down you just let me know okay i mean i mean it's, i'm sure that it's a great movie i'm sure it's great i haven't seen it i'm not hating on the movie i haven't watched it Marvel as a franchise is is going to have a it's going to be like this it's like when you have that last bite of ice cream or when you have that last slice of pizza that you know you shouldn't have and then you're like you, it's a hard stop it's going to be like I'm done I'm finished because look they're catering everything like they're catering everything to people in their mid 30s right because those are the people that grew up on the cartoons those are the people that grew up on the nostalgia of the action figures those are the people and that's who's going to be spending all the money is people in their yeah. 30s like that's like right and they now. we're full man we're full all done we're all done. Okay. We are, Dude, we are finished. I feel like you just hate fun. That's really what I'm hearing you say is like, I'm, I'm just, I just dislike fun. I dislike action movies. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great interpretation. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your 30 more movies so that you can have 60 until your hands shaking with the spoon. And you're like, dude, I am done. I can't handle another Marvel movie. And then right when you're about to be done and right when you're about to see to the coasters about to go down, then they're going to bring Robert Downey back. And they're going to be like, there's some nostalgia. You remember when this was really good and we everybody would go to the theater? Look at here's Robert Downey again. It's been 10 years. And you know that that's what's going to happen. Dude, we're going to come up and we're going to kidnap you and force you to watch the new Ant-Man film in IMAX. We're going to duct tape you to the chair and you are going to enjoy it whether you like it or not. Uh, Shelby, why, can't they just, why can't they kill any of them and actually leave them dead? 
That's what I'm you, you've cut, like in my mind, I'm just cutting to that Ant Man film where like one of them dies and you're just cheering in the stands, just like yeah. Shelby, you've you've taken your kids to an amusement park, right? A place uh -huh. where there are rides, right? And they, and they go on a ride and they want to do it again because it's really fun, right? How many times do they ride that ride when you're like, okay, seriously, there's more rides here. We got to go find something else to ride. I'm I'm with that with Marvel. There's, <laughs> there's mean, more I, yeah. rides out there. There are more and rides not, to ride, though. There are more rides not, to ride. Yeah, I'm sure there is. And it's not just Marvel. It's Star Wars, too, right? I feel the same way about Star Wars. So I'm not just hating on superheroes. So, I'm, so where do you guys – I know we're totally off topic, but where do we fall on the new Willow franchise that just launched on Disney Plus? That seems new. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Is it good? I have no idea. But for them to reboot Willow, I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, who snuck this one past the executives? Like, seriously? The end of the like film from the 80s, someone got turned into a pig and it scarred me for life. There's a reason I haven't watched it. <laughs> I, I'm confused. I have no idea what we're talking about right now. Willow, what is this? Willow was a really popular movie from the 80s. It was actually one of my wife's favorite movies. That it was gotcha. it's kind of it's kind of been elevated to a like a like a cult classic. Like everyone oh, okay. talks about that as like a symbolically good movie from the 80s, and Disney owns it, and as they own everything, and they um they produced a TV show, but I've heard it wasn't very good. Oh, okay. I was too I was uh too young for Willow because I'm technically a 90s kid, so I, I was Power Rangers and Pokemon. Uh, oh, so I mean that, yeah. I mean, 87, but by the time I have memories, it was 90s, right? So Power Rangers and Pokemon uh, and VR Troopers. Um, oh, yeah, my God. You dropped a VR Troopers reference? Just the, they, they were okay. right there. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I don't know that one. No, oh, is that, that too one. obscure? Is that too obscure? I know. Oh, I, I do remember VR Troopers because they were uh, right there with Power Rangers. There were, there and were, they were three like... shows. There were three shows. There was uh, there was VR Troopers. There was Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. And it led up to Power Rangers. And then Eric had Taekwondo class. <laughs> and you can imagine how Jack. Well. Yeah. You can imagine how Jack Eric was for Taekwondo <laughs> I wrote uh, that energy all the way to my black You guys should have played more Willow. Willow had an NES game, says Linda the Gamer Girl. I mean, you guys should have uh, played that and calmed down a little bit because it's getting this is getting a little crazy. Was there ever Were you guys just like punching game? holes in your drywall as young children? Is that what I'm I mean? I mean, I used to go to Taekwondo. I did Taekwondo as well. I got I had a recommended black belt, so I never finished, but um I used to go five days a week. Yeah, I would go five days a week. I was I would I was super into it. And it was the same. I was riding that wave of all of these martial arts shows. I mean, the minute that Power Rangers introduced the Green Ranger, it was over. They that they killed all the other shows. It was kind of like the transition between all the boy bands and when Eminem came out, right? Like when Eminem became popular from the music world, it kind of all the boy bands were suddenly gone. And it was the same with Power Rangers. The minute the Green Ranger came out, all the other like sort of fighting shows that were with human characters, they were just shredded. There was no, there was no chance. But yeah, I used to go five days a week. I would go five days a week. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it was yeah, five, five days a week. And I didn't punch holes in drywall. I had two brothers. Oh, so you yeah. punch holes in some brothers. Yeah. That's even yeah. more uh, gruesome. Literal, yeah. literal yeah. fist-sized yeah. holes in my brothers. Like sparring partners. Sparring partners. Is what sparring, partners. sparring partners. Sparring yeah. um, partners. 
no transition for this. Hey, Last of Us 2 has a show, <laughs> or Last of Us has a show, and it's doing really, really well. We talked about this, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, but essentially the second episode has come out, and there was a tick up of 22% from the first episode to the second episode. Um, we're talking millions of viewers, 5.7 viewers across HBO and HBO max, making a 22% increase over the week's premiere of 4.7 mil. So, I mean, this thing's got some buzz about it and I think it's going to force me to buy an HBO subscription. I, I was like going to say, who's giving me their login? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna well, have to do the well I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched it. I mean, I have played the first game and I haven't watched the show, but I'm a binger. So I don't want to wait. I'm just, I'm finishing. I'm actually finishing Walking Dead because I never saw the last season. And then, and, um, wait, and then time gonna... out. Did you just crap all over Marvel for like 10 minutes and then you admitted that you watched the entire series of The Walking Dead? Yeah, people were kind of haters on it, but I, <laughs> I liked it, man. Okay. I like, I mean, Okay. Hey man, I mean hey. eleven seasons. I, reflecting back, we didn't need about four of them, four of those seasons. <laughs> but I still watched every single episode. I'm a binger, so I will be waiting for that show to have at least six episodes out before I start watching it. And uh, nice. yeah, I heard it's amazing. I heard it's really good. Yeah, you know, like so. There's people in the in our chat that's like, "Hey, what do you think of the show?" I'm hearing it from like people that aren't in like the video game sphere. They're asking me about this Last of Us show. And I feel like I got to get in to like, see what the hype's about to like watch it. So I think I'm going to go out of my way to like find a way to watch this. Uh, Dr. C what's up. Um, let's talk. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> I, I'm going to be watching this show at some point. Um, it's just really cool to see it's getting like more and more traction as time goes on. You know, I think initially the fear was that they're going to retread the same storyline they have in the past, but apparently that doesn't matter because people love this. So I'm going to watch it and actually see how close it is to the real thing. Well, I, I why wouldn't you retread the story? It was it kind was of a, a perfect great story. story. I, I, yeah. Look, when when I when I first played that game, when I popped that into my PS3, I was. It was these. It was the greatest game. Like, in, if you were to break down what makes a great game a great game, it checked every single box. Yeah. It. It was. I. I was. I got. I was thirty minutes into this game, and I'm like, I'm playing the best game that has ever been made for the PlayStation Three. This is just. This is fantastic. This is incredible. Um, I've. Ne I've never had so many emotions like immersed in a game. I would have to take breaks and go outside, get sun on my face, eat a piece of chocolate, like, you know, you know, call my mom, something something to like remind me that I'm human, remind me that the world around me is not crumbly because that's just how deep that game gets into you. And I've just I got to see the show. Yeah, there's sometimes I think it's because people sometimes get upset, right? Um and they get upset when it's like, oh, we're going to see the same story over and over and over again. But like sometimes that's my biggest complaint, which is like, don't take creative liberties with the story when the story in and of itself was already perfect. Right. Like, I think that I haven't watched the un I um, I haven't watched the Uncharted movie yet, but I played all the games. And from what I can understand, it was a mashup of all the move all the video games the film was a mashup of a bunch of the different games together 
And I get that there are certain creative limitations that you have when you're creating a, a two hour film. Um, but like the narrative in and of itself is amazing. So I don't like why mess with it. You know, that was my biggest complaint about the walking dead. Right. When I watched that show, I was like, I knew what the narrative was from the graphic novels mm -hmm. and how they had to bring certain character arcs and they had to tie this back together, but it completely changes the entire story and it changes the characters from what they were in the, in the, um, in the source material. So um, I'm a, yeah. I'm a fan of, um, I'm a fan of sticking with the source material as closely as possible. Interesting. Well, what, I, what I think you've well, got the opportunity here to do is actually, you know, because you played Last of Us from that first, you know, that, I guess, what, third person perspective, you know, from that direct perspective, single camera angle, you know, now with the show, you're able to take those really huge, really critical moments and, and kind of zoom in on those and, and take, you know, the way TV is able to, you know, dramatize those just a little bit more kind of, you know, put the cherry on top, add the exclamation points, you know, throw the sprinkles on there. That's what I hope they're able to do with it. Yeah. And that's what I think they can do. Yeah. And, you know, if, if they can like take the story and evolve it into, into get in front of more people's eyes, then let's do it. You know, I think I'd really just like to watch the show after playing both the games, like understanding what they're trying to say and see if they can tell it in this medium, because obviously you can't take whatever it is, a hundred, a hundred hours to tell the same story you did in last of us one and two. So they're going to have to like put it together. And I really am interested to see if they're going to go through the first series, like number one, and number two, or if they're just going to stick to number one, but you know, time will tell. Well, I mean, here's the thing though, right? But here's the thing though, right? What is the time to be on these games on these average story games? It's like 15 to 20 hours. That's like yeah. two seasons. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's two seasons of a show. You could literally tell the story word for word and stretch it out over a two season miniseries and tell the whole thing. So, I mean, it's interesting. You could do different creative things, um, like you said, with a show. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. And, and you're exactly right. It looks like Last of Us 1, 15 hours. Last of Us 2, 24 hours. So it takes you to about 50 hours of content. No, 40 hours of content. So, I mean, Four you're there and you're time. obviously going to need some evolved storylines, right? Yeah. Because if you take the gameplay out of those titles, you're not sitting at 15, yeah. 24 hours, right? So, mm -hmm. so it's far less. So cool. Well, that's going to wrap the news segment. So let's move on to one of my favorite segments that we haven't played for a minute. This is called rolling back the clock. What so because we've been doing some D&D type content on the show, there was an interview yesterday. They started uh, Eric and the gang started a D&D campaign on Saturday. We're going to go back to an old segment we used to do that's called rolling it back. And essentially what's going to happen is I have a four-sided dice and a 10-sided dice, and we are going to roll them, and we're going to decide what year we're going to talk about and go back and look at the best games in the chosen year and figure out which one is our favorite and which one of us, we or which one is the most influential between these. All right? Ooh. Sound like a plan? Sounds yep. wonderful. Let's do it. Dice one is insane and on the floor right uh, uh no 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 it doesn't count if you roll it, it on the floor dude that's, i need that's a tower a i need a dice tower okay i'm not a professional yet okay got it the first one is a four so basically what i've done with this is i've made 90s aughts tens and 20s so four would put us in 2020 and okay. if we roll too high on this one this this might not work Great. We might need to re-roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have to re-roll. Okay. Okay. We're going to re-roll. 
the first one is a practice. Okay, there we go. The first dice is a one, which is going to put us in the 90s. And then we're going to roll a two. So now we are going to 1992. Two, two, two. We're going back in time, 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 time. Oh, man. So what do you guys think released in 1992? I'm looking at it right now. I mean, there's obviously a clear winner here. Oh, so is there now? I'm not looking at oh, anything. there's... This there's it's a huge list of what yeah I mean the the obvious winner is is Super Mario Kart oh whoa 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 no 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 I mean look you got Super Mario Kart you got Sonic the Hedgehog two coming out like doesn't isn't that a game changer to some extent mm, no more I gotta go with Phil it's it's Mario Kart Mario Kart keeps coming out Mario Kart's still fun Sonic got weird. Sonic got weird, but not at two. Two Sonic wasn't weird at two. Like Sonic was still doing his thing. He was still tapping yeah. his foot, wagging oh, his is, finger. People were excited about it. There is Kirby's Dreamland here, which was in black and white on the old Force Four <laughs> Battery Game Boy. Uh, so I did play that a lot, and I actually that was one of the first games that I finished. This so is a we good, this is a good year. Yeah, we also have Street Fighter Two. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Street Fighter 2 was was this year. We also have Legend of the Zelda Link to the Past, which is arguably oh, wow. yeah, one of the best top-down Zeldas ever made, right? Um Cyber what is that? Cybernator. There's a there's a the mutant vi- oh, the mutant virus. I thought that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Streets of Rage 2. Okay. Was in this list. Um I, I didn't see all of these. Yeah, I I mean Wolfenstein I mean, Ooh, Wolfenstein was that year? Wolfenstein 3D was 92. That might be influential. I think it might be influential. Meg, Meg, Mega Man yeah. 5. I, Dragon uh, Quest 5. In terms of in terms of influential, I haven't heard anything that Darkwing Duck. There's a good there's a good Dang. reference for you. But, but, but Super Mario Kart? I don't know. The first iteration of Super Mario Kart. That that's also pretty influential. I think you got Street Fighter 2, Super Mario Kart, and what was the last one? Wolfenstein, right? Now, where did Wolfenstein land with Doom? Like was Doom before Wolfenstein? It was, right? There was also Dune 2. Dune? Dune. Did you ever play Dune for PC? Was that like an RTS? Yeah, it was like a real-time strategy. Like, you would conquer territories, and then after you conquered enough territories, you essentially won the game. Huh. No, I, I, did I didn't. I, I'm sure you did. That's one of your favorite... RTSs. Uh, like, RTSs like are kind of your thing, right? I know, which gets me excited for Stormgate this year, if it comes out this year. Ooh, Soul Blazer. Contra 3. Streets of Rage 2. Sonic Hedgehog 2. King's Quest... What was that? 6. Alone in the Dark, Indiana Jones, Zelda Link to the Past, Super Mario Kart. Uh, I think the winner's got to be, now that I see the full list, I think that the the winner has to be A Link to the Past. But I think it's closely followed by Mario Kart. I stand by Mario Kart. People are still playing Mario Kart 30 years later. So, so you're going. You're going. Favorite is where did that where did that sheet go? I need to find my doc. I got too many things going on. Yeah, my number one would probably be a link to the past, 
And the number two would probably be uh, Mario Kart, with number so, three being Street Fighter. Ooh, so in, in Street Fighter, I mean, that's kind of like the one in terms of... You know, of... you could make an argument with Street Fighter 2 for both. Influential and best game. You could you yeah. could legitimately say that, so it's, that it's both. I'm saying influential for me is Super Mario Kart. And the reason I'm saying Super Mario Kart is because Super Mario Kart literally like carved out its own genre. And you think about what was happening the next couple of years, they put it out on N64 and all of a sudden you have all of people like trying to jam into this kart racer, like revolutionized the racing genre for multiplayer. And that was the first iteration. So I'm going Super Mario Kart as influential and I'm going favorite is probably linked to the past. Where are you land? So you have the same. So you have the same two as me, just in a different order. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not a Zelda guy, so I I couldn't tell you anything about Link to the Past. So yours is Sonic the Hedgehog by default. Um, Perfect. Good decision. It's it's, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. I personally, I had Mario Kart and I had Street Fighter Two in in my library. Um. It's it's hard to it's hard to call Mario Kart an influential game if nobody's been able to really replicate it. You know, I I would say Gran Turismo is a more influential. You know, I would you know, I would even go as far as say Gran Turismo Two is a more influential game for you know the racing genre itself. Yeah, but I think that, I that is like that's like a simulator, right? Like Gran Turismo well, is going for like full on sim. Yeah, yeah, and. and you know, do you, well, at, at what point do you do you classify Mario Kart as being different? Though is, it's you know, yeah, great. It's it's a, you know, they call it the ultimate driving simulator, but you're racing cars. You're racing cars around a track. You're doing time trials. You're you're doing you know big events. It's it's racing, and you know Mario Kart is kind of a, I guess a, a subgenre. It, it's kind of its own unique little little thing. Um, you know, it's it's the Dr. Pepper of of uh, you know of, of racing games. Uh, but it, to, to answer your question, I'm gonna have to go with Street Fighter Two as my answer to both categories. Now that I think about it, it was it was the most influential. It, I mean, it was the most influential fighting game. You know, it, you know, it. it I mean, you, you Smash is a little bit different. You know, you yeah. you could kind of make an argument there. But as a franchise, it's still going. Um, you know, would there be, you know, what you know, I mean, Mortal Kombat? It was it was close, but my I mean, my parents wouldn't let me play Mortal Kombat when I was a kid. And that was that was probably a hang-up for a lot of a lot of kids out there. You know, as soon as as soon as you know your parents here, there's gonna be red graphic, you know, red pixels, you know, on the screen. Not 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 good, not gonna happen. Dude, my parents didn't know I was playing Mortal Kombat, but I definitely was. Definitely well, I mean, was. I mean, <laughs> you can't. You can never overestimate the power of the very first time that you uppercutted somebody, and someone told you that it was like a secret in the game that you could uppercut somebody on Game Boy or whatever and knock them into the spikes below, and no one believed you until someone pulled it off, and then you were like, "Oh my goodness!" And they were based on they built so much of their brand on on shock value and the problem is these days now with uh, the future mortal Kombat games is that you're now cashing in on nostalgia and there's i we're so desensitized to 
like some of the shock value stuff now as adults that it doesn't like sometimes I'm just mashing the button to get through the cutscene so I can get back to fighting. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely think in that particular angle, Street Fighter takes a, um, the cake between the two of them simply because the mechanics were so uh, dialed in back then that, um, yeah. Dude, and, and you could argue that that probably launched a genre too. Like I, I personally am not a fighting game guy and it's probably because I didn't have the reverence for it like back in the 90s when it was like hot to trot. Like people that love fighting games were normally exposed to them early. It, it just wasn't for me. I, but I, I will can understand say this where you're too. From. I will say this too. Back it, to, to further make my case, back in 1992, what existed in the world that no longer exists today? Well, plenty of things, but specifically related to gaming. Arcades. Exactly. What was the big arcade game? What was the one that people were lining up? What was the one that people were crowding around? Two people to watch them go at it with that with that stick. Smash those buttons. Street Fighter 2. So many, so many coins were lost. So many coins. So many coins were lost. Did you ever walk around the arcade and check check the returns for for extra quarters so you can get an extra game at the end of the night? (laughs) That's the best trick, man. That's that's the only way to go. Does that work? Oh yeah, I used to do that every now and then. I used to do that with the uh, with the uh, those little candy machines that you can put a quarter in and you get like some Mike and Ikes (laughs) or whatever. Every once in a while, like once every fifty times, you did it. There was a you could find two quarters and you were like, dude. I just got a free snack and that justified doing it the other 49 times where you didn't get anything. <laughs> oh, it's I a beautiful it. thing. It's a beautiful thing. What was the game? What was the game back in the late two thousands where you got to play a serial killer? Oh, wait, what? A and you got to kill man. It was, no. it was man. I was thinking, because what? I was thinking, I was thinking that mortal Kombat was like, you were how you said that mortal Kombat sort of spawned off this genre of like, violent games and i remember that there was so much controversy around was that Man a rockstar game was that a rockstar yeah game? i think it was a that was was game. that that was around the gta era when they were yeah. oh man yeah because like gta was taken over the world and it's like oh here's this weird side project where you're like in a jail yeah it, it was a weird deal dude i found my ps2 copy for uh not by city san andreas the other day that might i might be doing a play a, a play of that there you go there you go eat all the cheeseburgers get your character super fat and then get a jet oh uh, dude it was so much fun like claiming gang territories i gotta say <laughs> dude I, yeah I gotta say. A, just roll around on a bike for for just rocking around man grove oh. street families baby grove street that's right grove oh my street. gosh we should get a shirt that says grove street like i am totally in um so, so fact, I, mean, re- I used reviewing. to live on grove street did you really? Not oh, in, not not well on a a street a a Grove Street not a Grove, Grove Street, street a Grove Street. Yes. So our best titles of '92. Phil said most influential link to the past. Favorite Mario Kart. I said influential Mario Kart. Frave link to the past. Eric's like I'm Street Fighter all day, baby. Street Fighter Two <laughs> for both insul- influential and favorite. And that's how you play. Let's roll it back. Um, I'm going to go back and like buy a t-shirt of that game in this year. No, no, no. I'm going to do it. And then you can see it on stream. It's going to see beautiful right here. Get excited for that. Um, if you're following us on underpowered, Eric's going to be back on Thursday night and he's got something cooking. What do you got? What do you got cooking, Eric? Oh man. I have, uh, uh, as always, it's, it's, it's Pokemon packs crown Zenith released last week. I have packs on the way. 
I've got another box of V-Star Universe I'll be cracking open. Might be a couple surprises. We'll we'll see what's what's in the works. I do want to kind of uh, kind of get into some some Scarlet talk a little bit, kind of check in on the game, see where it's at after it's been released for a little while, and I might be ranking something. I I might I might be cooking up a tier list. We'll see. Um, nice. But yeah, it's it's going to be all Pokemon tomorrow night. It's going to be a good time. So uh, eight o'clock will be fun. Hey, hey. Well, let me, let Thursday. Me, uh, let me Thursday just, yeah, eight o'clock, so. right? Thursday. Thursday, excuse me. Yeah. What is tonight? I'm tired. I've been up early. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tomorrow night. <laughs> let me let me day. just say this. I uh, I I knew that the new set came out not just because I had it in my calendar, but because today I had to go to Target, which I do very rarely go shopping. And let me tell you something: the card section where all the playing cards are uh, empty. There was nothing. Really? There was it was completely out of all types of playing cards, and there was a big sign that says, "If you want any Pokemon cards at all, you have to come talk to the people at the front desk." So they had that lockdown, and it looked like a tornado had gone off. There were empty boxes. They are cleaned out. These kids are into Pokemon something fierce, um, and they don't play. I actually was approached. Uh, a few days ago uh, by somebody who just walked up to me in a target. I was for whatever reason, I was at target twice, which I never go. But then at this other time, this uh, lady walked up to me and said, excuse me, do you know where the Pokemon cards are? She had an empty cart. She was clearly just there for Pokemon cards. So people are buying the cards. The cards are flying off the shelf. Yes. Yes, they are. And well, this, the next, the set that was just released is absolute fire. I've really, I've opened a few boxes of V-Star universe, such an amazing set. And Oh God, it crown Zenith is, is the English version of V-Star universe. And it's a special set. It's a, it's every, um, every expansion, you know, they, they have a few special sets that are, you know, non-booster box, only collection box. I'll get into it on my show. But, uh, yeah, this set is fire. This set is fire. It's going to be great packs tomorrow night. So, um, yeah, check it out. Check it yeah, out. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, yeah, no, excellent. Come and check us out on Thursday night. We normally do a podcast on Tuesdays. We're trying to line something up for next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And I think we'll all be good to go. Anything else you guys want to add before we take it out of here? Uh, I will say to get my hater hat on one last time before we go, oh boy, the, we go. the next uh, most overrated franchise of all time is Sonic the Hedgehog. This uh, guy. Oh, Sonic that's the like Hedgehog. the most. That's what? number one. Come on. He is speed. You know, here's what you should do is forget Atomic, forget Hogwarts. You should play Sonic Frontiers on stream next month. That's what you should do. <laughs> Dude, the they take Sonic this game. guy. They take this super fast hedgehog, right? Okay. The whole premise. And they put him out in the middle of an empty forest with nothing going on, with yeah. a bunch of loop-de-loops that he can run on. Why would you not take Sonic, who's built for speed, put him in a city where you can go, which is already fast. Fast, right so you already have feelings of it being fast with cars going having layered tiered buildings that you can go up and down and up and down as opposed to pretty much taking breath of the wild and putting a racetrack on top of it and then being like here's our sonic game you realize what, what you're setting here, yourself up for right your son's gonna come home and be like dad listen to this cool new game that my friend lent me 
and you're going to be playing Sonic Frontiers. And before you know it, you have to collect all the rings and take on Ganon all over again. That's why none of you have met my son yet, because I know I'd be playing a bunch of useless games that I don't want to play. And I'm only hey, kidding. Phil, can you just drop your address in the chat and then you send you a few things? Well, like do. Divinity Original Sin. <laughs> I mean, I know how much you love the finish Jones. Then, hey, we're out for the night. Thanks for joining us all. Thanks for being on the cast. If you want more of us, you can follow us on our social channels. Uh, we're Discording all the time. We have YouTube Shorts, TikToks, Twitches. Follow us, like, subscribe. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. If you're just on an audio version, if you'd kindly give us a review, it'd be great. Five stars. Be so kind. We are out. Check out Dice Night. Check out Dice Night on YouTube. Check out Dice Night on YouTube. It's there. See you later, gang. Have a good night. Bye. This is Hugs. Hello, Rub.